You want they want your you they want your private stuff public. Yeah, yeah. They want to public your privates. They want to public your privates. That's what they want to do. And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck just a little bit less every day. On the brink of sanity, my name is Chris Tonkinson. <laughs> and from the basement of the Ivory Tower, my name is Frank Cole. This is episode number 91, recorded December 9th, 2022. Has it been, is this uh, this is a two calendar year anniversary, I think, right? We're coming Early? up on it. Yeah, sometime yeah, in early it was or mid December, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was around the holidays that we started. Yep. Um, I have lots of new. I have lots of things that I need to talk to you about. Today. Oh boy! The first and I think the most important thing on my mind. You're familiar with Special K, the cereal breakfast the, cereal. Oh, okay. We need to I was, talk I was about sure if you were going to say Special K, the cereal, or Special K, the drug, the street name for. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the cereal because that's where I am. Okay. I always, and this is one of those, you're so smart, you're dumb. I, like from the time I was a kid, I just found this out this week. My wife laughed for hours. She's still laughing. I can hear her out there laughing. I thought that was, you know, these cereals, they're like, you know, iron fortified or they're special with fiber. I always thought that Special K was named that because it was meant to be like a dietary supplement of potassium. I never even thought of the idea that it was K because of Kellogg's and because it was of just Kellogg. some dumb breakfast cereal. <laughs> I, this is like, my, this is shattered. I, like my mind is blown by this. Oh my gosh. That I want to is... know. I need feedback. <sighs> if anyone else in the sound of my voice has made this mistake, I desperately need to be seen and heard because I'm, this is shattered. I, I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I'm not even certain of my own name at this point. This is such well, a foundational shift. Have you seen, you do know that they, they talk about these, these cereals being fortified with iron and minerals and things like that. Right, you do know right. that you can take the cereal turn it into a mush in a bag and then apply a magnet to it. And you can actually pull the metal out. Like you can actually see the metal flakes. No, I didn't. You I didn't, didn't realize know that? they were actually like, like, like visible particular ferrous. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you can, awesome. if you turn it into a, if you turn, get it really nice and moist and, and you turn it into mush and then you can just well, run it's a, a good thing. There's not actual potassium in the cereal. Otherwise it would, light to flame in water so that's good so there you go uh, yeah. yeah you didn't really I, think that I thought it through was, at all yeah i thought it was a potassium supplement i did not realize <laughs> that the k was just kellogg's it's just kellogg's I, that's uh, <laughs> oh uh, but, you but, oh you uh t technology uh my home server is dying and oh, i no. have about flipping i've about flipping had it with plex okay. uh, for a bunch of reasons i we get into that if you want um my real question here, though, I'm considering just not replacing the home server this time. I know that that is a very drastic thing. That's a big thing for me. Uh, what I want to know is specific to TV and movie. Uh, the rest of it, I you know, I've I've got other solutions out there for you know email and all this other kind of services that I would traditionally self-host. How do normies do content? Like serious <laughs> question. Because I'm uh, looking at the options and I'm looking at the bill for uh, the worst company in the history of companies. And yes, I'm placing Comcast above Enron on that list because they're just abysmal. And Electronic I'm, Arts. I'm looking Are at Are you it. sure about that? Above Electronic uh, no. Arts? No. The worst. I pick a company. It's better than Comcast. <laughs> I, you know, the Hitler Inc. It's great. I, <laughs> I support them fully. Comcast is the worst. Um, so like I'm thinking about it. Uh, I look at the cable bill. I look at how big the cable, and it, when it was just, it's like basic cable plus sports. So yep. we can watch a, a game that we're not technically in the region, you know, whatever, um, in the, the broadcast region for. But otherwise, we, we cut off all our streaming services a year or two ago because it was just, we never used them. They weren't driving value. Mm -hmm. And it was like 50 bucks a month for all these, you know, streaming fatigue. Like I'm legitimately curious how, but what do we, I, 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 I can get my arms around like, oh, you just watch whatever's on TV because that's how I grew up. Like you didn't have on demand, you know, that's easy. Uh, but is that it? Like, <laughs> is that as good as it gets? I think the vast majority of people who aren't in a position to run their own Plex box and, and, and do their own, you know, get, getting their own, their own media 
some people through legitimate means. Legally. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you know, the stuff that falls those off the who truck. Cannot, those who cannot legally acquire their media onto their uh, right. uh, 72 terabyte home array. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. In completely legal fashion. Uh, people who can't do that, they, I mean, you've got cable, but you've got obviously people who are cord cutting. I would have cord cut Comcast years ago, but one, Comcast is literally the only provider in my area. And two, every time I say, oh, I don't want the cable box. Okay, well, we'll give you internet only. And it's only five bucks cheaper than if you have all of the cable crap. So, you know, there's, there has been no reason to to do that. Um, I'm just yeah. waiting. It's just waiting for somebody to come through and I will dump Comcast in a second, but in a hot second, in a hot when second. they have like, they have their whatever X one, they call it. It's their streaming package and you can load apps and stuff. And so yeah. they seem to, but you still got to pay what, but what bothers me though, is like we have, uh, we already have Apple's thing, right? And they all do this, that we had it. We had prime, we had Netflix. They all do well, Netflix, maybe not, uh, but the others, they all do this. They say, Oh, you're paying. I am a paying customer. I'm giving you dollars every month. I have access. I see things on the dashboard when I log in and I go to play the movie and it says, Oh, rent for two ninety nine. And that I mean, bothers them. Well, the like, only I one- have no problem paying for the content. I have no issues with that whatsoever. But if I'm paying for your service and you're presenting me with content, you're intermingling stuff that I don't have a license to unless I pay with the stuff that I do. And I have to click into the detail to find out whether or not you're going to charge me for it. Like from a from a customer management UX standpoint, this bothers me. Yeah, but the only one I've ever had that experience with was Amazon. They have a pretty robust rental front, which no, we along- just. At- who, where else did you did run it? into this? Uh, I think there were two of them, but I know I know Apple was one of them. Okay, Apple might do it. I don't have Apple. I don't have the Apple TV yeah. stuff. Um, I I don't have that problem with Netflix. Uh, I don't have that problem with Disney Plus. I don't have that problem with Hulu. Um, so what am I gonna? What am I supposed? To, what am don't. I supposed to do? Am I supposed to like? Am I supposed to find some way to house physical discs and and go? A buy th- get rent things from Redbox like a Neanderthal? Do I have to drag my wife by the hair to the gas station while I'm at it? Like wh- <laughs> this is, seems unconscionable that there's nothing between uh, what I find as overpriced streaming services because you need like need is a strong word. Can we just get past the word yeah, yeah, there? Sure. But you need more than one, uh, and then the fees start stacking up on top of basic cable i just i don't know i'm i'm left very conflicted about whether or not getting rid of the server or how i might adjust the home i thought about the idea um just getting a new cabinet for under the tv for like the playstation or whatever right. and then just go into it like an h uh, uh an htpc i thought about that um and just have just a dedicated could, plex box i mean you could do that and i mean you're just moving the server from your basement to your to your yeah which, that's not really I mean, you're not really getting anything one way or the other. I mean, know, if whatever. I put, well, I, I, I mean, I am if I put an optical drive in it, right? Because uh, then that's I can, true. yeah, you can play because Blue then, uh, and, yeah, at some point they're going to do the next round of Final Fantasy VII remake and I'm going to want to upgrade to a PS5 and I don't necessarily know that I need the version with the physical drive in it. So I would have, I mean, the only reason my PS5 has a physical drive is because I, I bought one during the. 2020, 2021 drought and just like, mm. you know, I found one. That was the like, one you whichever, could find. Yeah, whichever yeah. one I found was the one I would That was for. the one you could get. I don't yeah. buy discs though. I, I do it all. The services, it's just yeah. easier. It's it's yeah. it's just less trouble. Um, yeah. I mean, they need to do an installation anyway and there's always, you know, day one patches. So, you know, what the hell is mm-hmm. the point? Um, yeah. I, I think it's, I think you're thinking about it in the wrong terms. It's It's less about, you know, you know, this one's cheaper than, than that one. It's really, you know, the kind of cost. If you're running your own home theater, your own home server system, it's all the effort and time and it takes oh, to sure. maintain that yeah. and the cost of that, of that equipment. And so you're putting in yeah. more of your time than you are your money, maybe. But even that, like the, the equipment's not it is inexpensive. Prob- no, no, I, I, it would be tough for me to wrap my head around the idea that it's more expensive to just have a few streaming services than a home server, right? Because you're talking about an exorbitant upfront fee. Like right. to build a new- Yeah, to you build would have a, to normalize, maybe, amortize that yeah, over maybe, a period of time, it would- Maybe the maybe the, the disk is more or less expensive than it used to be, but it, like a home server, like my home server is probably, 
I don't know, three thousand dollars, right? Including the rust in it. Maybe okay. it's two, maybe it's four and a half, whatever. It's it's in that category, several thousand dollars, right? So if you amortize that over like six years, you divide that over uh you know, 96 months or whatever the math works out to right. be. And then you factor in the hours of my time to maintain that over the six years. All of a sudden paying for two or three streaming services seems like a hell of a bargain. It's actually not bad. Exactly. So, you yeah, know, I, I don't think you're, you know, you're asking about there's something in between. I mean, I don't see another option on there. Comcast, yeah. their, their box has, I, I think with Comcast, you get Peacock because Comcast owns NBC. So, you know, yeah. you, you, there's that. And their box will hook up to other applications. Like I think it has native support for Hulu, but those are, I mean, that's all. Nah. I mean, that's whatever. So yeah, the X one box, you can put prime and Hulu and Netflix on there. I don't have one of those boxes. I I skip all that crap. I just have, well, we, we always have, I have minimum, I have quarantined and minimized Comcast's impact on my life to the greatest degree possible. Like it's there. So we can watch the Eagles games. And that's basically it. Um, but we've been looking into like what their offerings are and what the full features of the platform are because now we're thinking like I don't know if I want to do this anymore and uh, yeah I, I I, and I have no problem paying for the content like so I have no problem buying a movie right they had to spend money to make it I want to watch it I'll give them money that's no I have no problem with the with the economics of it um, and I I'd much rather just pay for the movie and have it that's kind of my issue with these systems like the flexibility and the. Uh, you know, I, I like I like rewatching The Office, and so now I have to depend on whether there's a streaming service that has it at the time I want to, you know, and the content and licensing deals. It's just, but I, I mean, yeah, that may be a pain to butt, but it's fairly easy to sign up for you know random service du jour, you know, point and click yeah. under your credit card, and you're done. And they're usually recurring on a monthly mm-hmm. basis, so you do it for as long as you want, and then you cancel it. So. Sign even if the, even if the cancel, even yeah. if your hypothetical office license moves from one service to another, cancel one service, you start using the other one. Is yeah. that is it annoying? Yeah, but it sure as heck is not hard either. That's and not still less work. annoying than maintaining the home server infrastructure yeah. to just host it all. Yeah, yeah, no, I you're, mean, you're like, right. You're right. It, you know, this is you know the interesting thing here is that you know despite the um, movie industry's absolute you know, bedlam that they, that they pitched, you know, the fit that they pitched when Napster and file sharing became a thing. And, you know, the notion that you, I mean, you can't, you have home theater, you go out, you sign up for a bunch of services, you can get literally anything you want, television, movies for free at really high, at high level qualities. And you can automate the entire system to the point where you don't need to do a whole heck of a lot. So you can get away with it for free, but Look at the conversation that we're having. The the streaming services actually really do make it easy. And, you know, 2020 hindsight, I wonder if we're in a completely different place than we are today. If it hadn't been for services like Napster and then the advent of BitTorrent and things like that, because it forced that entire industry. They had to, they had to, to basically re- compete. They had to yeah. compete and they, re- they had to reinvent themselves. And now you have these streaming services and it's, it's really stupid simple and they're really, really easy to get access to on yeah. a variety of devices, you know, like, so you're paying, yeah. but you're, but you've got all that convenience. And so, and to be honest, that was one of the things that like, like Plex pioneered mm-hmm. uh, was the idea that you had a native, a native mobile app and it would remember your playback position. Like that was a, that was a thing. That was a feature when they, when they announced that it was a selling point. And now it's kind of like expected that all like Netflix and the others kind of behave the same. Everybody way. remembers where you were at when in whatever, you know, right. video, wherever you were in that video, it remembers where you were at and, and picks yeah. up where you left off. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so they've, you know, I I think the cost is is minimal. You just keep you know. Don't forget which ones you're signed up for, and if you're not using one, cancel it. Just stop using yeah. it. And then if you change your mind later, turn it back on. I think that's yeah. the most important thing. These companies do rely on the you know the planet people forgetting fit- and not using. Yeah, the pl- yeah, this is the I call it the Planet Fitness style of subscription. Oh, it absolutely is for yeah. anyone who doesn't know Planet Fitness. Uh, you know, big national um gym chain you can sign up for like it's ten dollars down and ten dollars a month unless they've changed anything that was the last commercial that i remember which is 
compared to other gyms, if you've ever done any gym hunting, that's really, that's not just cheap. That is insanely cheap. Like most gyms uh, don't start at like the cheapest you'll get is a hundred dollars a month. Easy. Um, so the idea of it being 10 bucks is almost nothing, but it's all part of their model. What they do is they give you the gym, they make it stupid, simple and stupid cheap. And then they just leave you alone. They don't send you reminders. They don't do any of that other crap that a normal gym would yeah. do because they just want you to stay on the subscription and just leave it there. And it's you, fractional reserve banking for fitness. They, they sell out more gym space than they actually they, have. They actually sell more gym space than they have. Yep. There could be, a, instead of a bank run, there could be a treadmill run, uh, you know, or something, exactly. whatever, because if everybody actually showed up at the same time, they wouldn't be, it's, there's no, there's no prayer. Yeah. So if you look at the actual membership of any local gym, you'll see that it's, you know, 10 times what, what the actual capacity is, but then you go into the gym itself and it's Planet fitness is like 4,000. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Like the, the gym, the gym can comfortably hold, you know, say a hundred people, but the, you know, the member subscription is in the, you know, four to 10 thousand yeah. in that area. I mean, they're just banking on people mm -hmm. not doing things and uh, the streaming services are the same thing. So as long as you stay yeah. on top of your, on top of your subs, I think that's the easiest thing to do because it works on all your devices. You get a Roku, it works on any TV in your house. So you don't need to worry yeah. about wires and all that crap. In oh, fact, we use Roku, Roku has for a, years. Yeah, me too. Roku has a, has a, there's a Roku branded TV now. And yeah. when I hooked up a TV in my, in my bedroom, that's exactly what I went with. There's no cable behind it. All mm -hmm. it is is the TV mounted on the wall with a power cord. And that's it. So, uh, I, so you ask if there's something between here and there. I don't think there is. Good old IoT device where it, the S in IoT stands for security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw the, the Roku TV. We, we had Roku for years. The, the, the actual device just seemed to be unreliable. We had to replace the thing every 12 or 18 months. I don't know if we were doing something wrong, but it's just not a reliable a piece of hardware. We switched over to the Apple a few years ago, and it's just been rock solid. Oh, I've been using and it has all the apps, so it, you know. My experience is the opposite. I've used tons of Roku devices. None of them have really been a failure on my part. Really? Um, yeah. I, hmm. I use Rokus. Okay. I have oh. a Roku on every TV in the house, and I keep one in my bag for travel that I hook up to hotel, to hotel. Tele televisions oh, yeah. when I'm, when oh, I'm yeah. traveling. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 like, uh, I like Rokus. Yeah. I think the Apple's yeah. overpriced, which you know, uh, it's Apple. Uh, of course, it's overpriced. You pay. You you pay the, you pay the tax you pay the fruit tax uh, yeah you 100 of course you do you pay the fruit tax you pay because it's that it's that um, sleek silver box that's right I almost to be honest with you I just to go full ham here I almost thought wow for what I actually need the home server for this or what I would still like to use it for should I just get uh what are they the Mac Mini and, and I mean, just you duct tape it under my desk you know like that that would that would be enough horse if I could run containers natively on it it would be enough horsepower I think. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm in. I'm in flux. I'm in a season of change. Hmm. Speaking of which, I think the entire industry is about to be in a season of change. Are you up on Chat GPT? Uh, I, I know. I know about it. Why don't you, for the sake of the episode, just describe what Chat GPT is? So uh, the OpenAI team released a new. It's conversational AI model, basically a chatbot. They 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 want to have something. Um, they're they're trying to pass the Turing test, and I got to tell you, they're they're getting damn close here. Uh, it's 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 an AI. It's not you know Skynet. It's not um, it's not a processing model, right? It's not there as a predictive. It's it's there to be natural language in and out. Um, think uh, think chatbots and things like that. I mean, it is a chatbot, but I think the commercial application would be um, customer support. You know, first and foremost. This, whatever you have heard, it is almost, whatever it is you have heard, it is, I can guarantee you, not shocked and emphatic enough. I can tell you the last time I was impressed by any technology was May of 2009 when they demoed Google Wave and they had real-time streaming natural language translation, translation, right? Somebody was typing in French and it was coming up real-time in English. That's the last time I was impressed by technology until, you know, 12 days ago or whatever it was. The thing is freaking ridiculous, dude. Like, I literally, uh, what, what have I done to it so far? 
Um, you you happen to know I have a I have a Factorio addiction. I was you know mm-hmm. I was on the wagon for a few years. I fell off hard. Uh, I'm still I'm still in recovery. Uh, I asked it to explain Factorio in the style of Donald Trump, and it was as glorious as you would expect. My wife um, wanted a limerick about uh, you know some poorly dressed uh, neighbor or something, and it. It's had a, a limerick about, you know, wearing socks with sandals and stuff. I this morning I took uh, the the first method I could find that didn't contain sensitive or, or IP information at work. And I just threw it in there and I said, explain to me what this method does. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is a C sharp method that does this and this actually explained it. I've had it generate code for me. I, I, I had it generate a bash script that printed out any file system over 90 percent utilization and it worked flawlessly. I had it write me. Um, I had I did a version in Ruby and a version in C sharp. I had it parse a CSV file and give me um, an insert or update where the first column in the CSV was uh, the the primary key and some some other column n contained a, a field that I wanted to update in a database column. The Ruby script was glorious. It pulled in it pulled in the the right gems. I mean, it did have like the thing I. I have found I have found some edges and corners, and there are places where it's like weak, and there's some things it just refuses to do because it's not that kind of of AI model. Whatever it is, everybody's freaking out about it right now, and I actually think there is freak out on the internet for good reason. This is ridiculous. Mm. It is absolutely insane. So why is GitHub Copilot so dumb then? (laughs) I this. GitHub, okay, I think they released it, I want to say it was last week, maybe it was middle or end of last week they they released this thing. And it's been down several times between then because they've had to do major upgrades in infrastructure to scale it because there's so many, so much demand for it. Overnight, GitHub Copilot is now useless. Like okay. literally, it is now obsolete. I mean, now useless. Uh, Have you seen some of the crap? Well, I mean, GitHub Copilot is, has always been useless is the joke I was making. I mean. It is, yes, yes. It is now even more <laughs> it is now even more obsolete. Um, I, I, the, the thing, the thing is absurd. The thing is absolutely insane, and it's yeah. You got to go play with it. I, okay. That's just that's that's your homework. That's my pick of like the year at this point. Oh, pick of the year. Go, oh boy, go play with Chat GPT and get weird with it. It can do some funny. I saw somebody put in. Um, uh, took a anybody that's job hunting right now. I saw somebody took the uh, key responsibilities, requirements, duties from a job posting and said, this is a post. Now write me a cover letter for it. And it did. I mean, just the stuff that you can do with this. I mean, it can read and write code. It can read and write prose. It almost approaches like a genuine understanding of intent. I argued with it for like 45 minutes the other night, and I'm still not sure whether or not I won. Like, this thing is crazy. <laughs> All right, Chad GPT, there's his pick of the of the of the day, the week, the month, the, the century. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. <laughs> so no, I have not played with Chad GTP. I have heard about it, of course. Um, but uh yeah, to hear some glad to hear some 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 actual real world feedback. I will have to um I'll have to dink around with it. I have been completely incapacitated uh flu ripped through my house over the weekend i i you know you probably can hear it in my voice you know i sound pretty crappy um and uh also started conveniently coincides with uh starting a new position this week which i'm really excited about can we we get an ff7 fanfare but i feel like this deserves some fanfare well thank you i appreciate the fanfare that's that's very kind of you take some fanfare yeah absolutely yeah of course so um now i have an interesting problem i have a so the the company's in the security space and they bifurcate their network so they've got a more less you know less sensitive business side and then a super sensitive internal secure side and the the secure Mm -hmm. side is um completely isolated from the broader internet. Yeah. Like I can't get to google.com for example from from the device that mm-hmm. is hooked up to the to the internals. 
Yeah. So common that, practice. Yep. And then I've got, so now I've got, I have three computers at my desk. I've got my regular personal daily driver, which I can still use for things like web calls and, you know, so on and so forth. And then I've got the, yep. the front end, less sensitive business stuff, which is your average, you know, company laptop. And then I've got my super secure laptop. And so I have these three devices and I need to figure out how the hell to arrange my desk for multiple devices and ideally do that so that I've got, I mean, one monitor. I mean, like I've got multiple monitors, but I really, I really would prefer not to have a monitor dedicated to each device and, you know, single keyboard. It's, I, I just, ugh. the, the, the multi-computer setups have always been a, a bugaboo for yeah. me. They're, they're such a pain. They're, they're, yeah. su- they're such a pain in the butt to set up and manage. So I'm um, dealing with the same thing. I was going to yeah. say, you, I know you're dealing with this. So I was curious if you like, what are you, what are you doing? I, I have not made a ton of progress in that area. I'm lucky that my, my work laptops got a USB C for power and data. Um, and so the dock that I have to connect all my perifs is USB C, which is what the, what the fruit book needs. Um, so I can actually just, I can actually just, uh, plug my, I can just switch the laptops into the dock. Um, it's not like a KVM switch, you know, like you would think of it. Um, but it does the job. I still, I have a hole next to my desk where my big tower used to be almost a year ago when I bought the fruit book and I haven't really done anything with it. So I'm thinking maybe, um, some kind of small, uh, shelf with like a, uh, like a few different, uh, a few different shelves close, kind of close together, and I can just put the laptops and dock and hub and switch and ports and, you know, the 19, I'm living the dongle lifestyle over here. So I, I just, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Is so you, really, I thought you maybe actually like just a hanging swap. basket. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm. super annoying because then like, then, then when you unplug it, what happens? The desktop resizes to the display of the, of the laptop screen and then when I plug it back in, now all of my windows are shrunken down into the, and so I have to resize and retile and, you know, yep. um, it's, it's annoying enough that honestly, I just, I, I wind up using my laptop just in front of me on the desk and I avoid the peripherals altogether a lot of the time, uh, yeah, which and, is not and ideal. Yeah. So I can't just do a hard swap because I actually have these two laptops that I use together, you know, like at the same time. Almost. Oh, so I yeah. think I want to go, I think I want to do like a KVM switch, mm-hmm. um, but uh, KVM switches. Like if you've never dealt with KVM I wonder if switches, they've gotten better. No. I wonder if I'm now sure like USB-C, is there like a USB-C, mm, sure KVM? Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you are, you are right. You, you, I think are wise not to be hopeful, but I'm still going <laughs> to, I'm still going to ask the question. <laughs> I th- my my game plan because I have tried doing the there are the ultra powerful KVM switches that'll do the they'll offer the video the keyboard the mouse and then they'll do audio and they'll do peripherals and all that kind of stuff and I've never had good luck with those um, because effectively you are unplug every time you swap you're unplugging digitally speaking you're unplugging and replugging the devices back yeah. in and so they end up cycling and. Yep. adding it peripherals as you know i have always said peripherals are the you know hardest they, like everybody sucks at peripherals they 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 all just universally suck at at every computer is just bad at managing peripherals doesn't matter what operating system there's always trouble with them um and so you always end up running into trouble and and so then those kvm setups become more trouble with their, than they're worth which is why i have always pushed for just like let me do everything on one box. Like if I have to swap VPNs, fine, whatever, just let me do it in one place. Um, but that's just not possible here. So I'm not sure what I'm uh, going to do. Security, security and convenience are always opposed. <clears throat> They're always opposing forces. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that goes that goes without saying. Uh, but to uh, be honest, I think I, I think there's uh, you know when you say using both simultaneously, do you mean using both throughout the course of a day, or literally like you've got things going like popping off on one laptop while you're typing something into the other? I can in th- I mean I'm a weekend, so we'll see. But I can I could in theory have things popping on both at the si- at the same time. Yeah. I think uh, <sighs> sucks. Oh, so um, <laughs> yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my 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 knee jerk to, to solve that. I don't have that. Problem. I'm using one machine at a time, and I just have to wrap my arms around how I'm toggling between them. I don't have that level, and I, I've only got two, not three. Which which is a, you know, um, I think in your case, it's almost seems like you need KVM. You need two monitors, and then KVM your Back. other inputs so yeah. you're cycling your I'm mic, cycling webcam the... or or just keyboard and mouse just even, keyboard and between mouse the two them. yeah you have your mm-hmm. mic and and webcam attached to the public internet facing laptop and then you can switch your key and mouse to the internal private laptop at a mm-hmm. push of a button um that's a good first approximation it and it but it does not account for your pc so you would probably then also need to be able to cycle that in on the monitor that has the webcam and microphone. Right, but then you're actually plugging and unplugging the camera and the microphone, which goes back to what I said before about peripherals. They're just... Well... It's always shitty. Well, yeah, you're going to need... I wouldn't record the show, you know, because I I do... Because we record the show on on my PC... I'm not going to like, so the PC can't go anywhere. I'm using that for significant yeah. personal stuff. So yeah. it has to stay put and I'm not going to run my audio equipment through, a through the KVM hub. because yeah. every time I have dealt with microphones in particular, there's going to be crown loops hubs, and all sorts you end of up with crap. all kinds of random crap and the sound yeah. goes to, because that would be, honestly, you'd wind up, you'd wind up with two KVMs. You'd have a, K- oh, a three-way God. KVM. You, we, just, let's just play it out though. There's a play that you'd have a three-way KVM okay. uh, for your keyboard and mouse. Okay. And that, that could go to any of the three devices. Sure. Okay. One monitor would be dedicated to your private laptop. Okay. The other monitor, along with your uh, mic and webcam speakers, whatever, would be on the second KVM between your public laptop and your personal PC. So switching between your your laptops for work would be would be one KVM between the two of them. Switching over so you could use your PC, you'd have to use that KVM to get to that for keyboard and mouse, and then hit the other KVM to switch your display and other inputs and outputs. That sounds like a nightmare. Sounds but like madness. Doable if you don't want. It sounds like madness. Um, that that's this that's unless you go into the software solution. But here's the problem with the software solution: it ain't going to work for the private uh, for the private laptop. Right, because you can't get to the network. That's the whole. That's the whole point gap. And so, and even your other laptop, yeah, you can run. I forgot what it's called. There was something I used back in the day uh, where it was a virtual KVM that would essentially allow you to slide your mouse off of one screen onto the other, and it would switch your inputs to the other computer. Um, ah, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes if the project's still. If if you've got everything at home, you just have two PCs. It was great, a great piece of software. It's not going to work across networks when one is on a VP. Like that's not via. It's got to be a hardware KVM, and you need two of them because of what you need to do. Right. And if you're running your, uh, like you said, if you're running your mic, you don't want to run that through some intermediary. Then that doesn't work. So I, I don't think this works. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. No, no. It just I, sucks. Uh, no, it, it's it's got to be. I, I think I dedicate a monitor. To, to each one of them and then a KVM for just the keyboard and mouse is is what I end up doing. And I probably, oh God, I probably end up with a, a second, if I'm going to duplicate anything, I duplicate the camera and maybe the microphone. But, you know, that's, that's, are you able, that's mm. easier than, than doing layers of so i'm sure i'm switches. sure i'm sure a security comfort a company would be super okay like no be no nbd um 
if you wanted to try to come up with a channel to infiltrate and exfiltrate data on the sly, you could send yourself like Zoom links to your personal PC and just keep your mic and webcam hooked up to that. So you'd actually be joining calls from your PC. The uh, the the private uh, the segmented box has inside the segmented area a uh, a running version of Jitsi, which is a mm. which mm-hmm. is like a you know, it's a web conferencing yeah. software, open source, open source, open source self-hosted. Yeah. Yeah. So it runs that. And so most that's in of the, the private calls, one, I'm talking about the, the public. One. Yeah. So in the public one, I can, I can already get most of the calls that I need to do on the public one on my daily driver. Yeah. And so I actually think I can probably get away with not having to hardcore hook up the, mm-hmm. the business side one, because you know, it's got Teams and Microsoft Office and stuff that's web-based and, you know, you can access that uh-huh. anywhere. And if there's something that needs to be, you know, done inside the network, I can certainly just pull the laptop out. But that's, you know, that's exception rather than the norm. So I think I can, I'm okay there. So it's really, yeah. okay, so I say three boxes. It's probably more likely two. You know, it's the my regular daily driver and then the, um, and then the secure then the secure laptop. You'll yeah. KVM the yeah, I'd have to KVM that with, um, and give it its own monitor and probably its own camera, possibly its own microphone. Since I've got the you know the large setup, I can't. I couldn't. If you if you're doing a lot of laptop. conferencing on the if you're doing a lot of conferencing on the secure laptop, yep. then <clears throat> yeah, then, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know how much is going to be there or not. There's certainly some though. There's definitely some. Yeah. So uh, if I learn sure anything where there's some, there's more. So yeah. that sucks. And so what I've been doing, what I, <laughs> what I've done for calls so far is I had an extra, I had an extra cable. Uh, I ran cause I've got the, I've got a sure microphone, which is just an XLR and it goes into a, uh, the focus, right. Um, uh, box and then USB from there into my, into my PC. I just have a, I have two cords behind the focus right now and I can swap it to the, to mm-hmm. that laptop. And I don't, so I could in theory put that in the KVM switch, but I don't want to run audio through a KVM switch. I actually mm-hmm. want, I would prefer to actually have the physical cable swap. And so I think I may just, <laughs> I may just get, I, I, I got a, um, I, I did this with my TV. My TV downstairs only has two HDMIs on it. And I've got, you know, a bunch of, gaming systems oh yeah and so i have this little dongle hdmi cable that's just long enough to reach out from behind the tv so that i can just quickly swap the cables without having to you know futz around with the the ports on the back i might get something like that just a small male to female extension cord to just off the off the box so i can just quickly swap it i might do that so yeah pain in the butt On the plus side, I'm I am seriously considering purchasing one of those um, massive multi monitor frames that I remember seeing oh, way back. Yeah. So I remember mm-hmm. there was a I, I, my uh, it was like my first job. Yeah, it was my first job out of college. I was working for a computer repair company, and they did uh, they had a client that was in finance, something in the stocks. And the desks, this would have been, you got to remember, this was like 04, 05. The desks had, um, they were set up for monitoring stock action. And Mm -hmm. they had six monitors, each showing different things. And they had this massive wrought, uh, you know, wrought iron frame that they Mm -hmm. mounted all these monitors on. I still remember it to this day because I remember walking in there and just drooling Mm-hmm. over the setup just thinking oh, oh i want God, that i want that it's yeah. been 20 years and i still want that <laughs> it's just something that screams command center when you've got that many <laughs> monitors staring at you <laughs> i did that i had four at one point and it was over time it became a little much and i, I went up simplifying with just one massive display uh, yep. but it is it's it's still kind of nice. It's cool. <laughs> I still miss that. I still miss it. I use three currently. I've got a 4K in the middle, and I use that for most everything. I've got support materials in two smaller um, 
Uh, what's the next standard size down from 4K? I can never keep these pixel den- densities. Straight. 2K. 2K. Okay. I have two 2K monitors on either side of the 4K in portrait mode. So they're vertical. One has chat. The other one has some of the audio stuff for the show. You know, I got a couple other random things. I might put some code on it, you know, notes and things like that. Um, and I use, I use those as like support materials. If, you know, designers tend to do the same things, you know, like, like hardcore designers will put like, you know, big giant palette in front of them in the big monitor. And then they'll have a side monitor that has all the tools and stuff like that for like Photoshop and Illustrator, that sort of thing. So that's kind of the concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wor- that works. I like this. This works well. This works well. Um, but now I got to find a place to put, you know, one of these monitors or something for the, you know, for this, this extra secure box. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> first world problems. Hashtag first world problems. For sure. They are. For yeah. But I think a lot of, for sure. I think a lot of people though, I, it's, I mean, it's, it's uh, we're not alone here. Yeah, and everybody's got a work issue laptop. They probably have a machine at home. Now they're, you know, if they weren't already, maybe working at home more, they got a dedicated space. Immediately, you want some better peripherals. Anybody, I said this out loud in a meeting with uh, some executives, I think, the other day. I was like, anybody that uses the trackpad on their laptop full time is just a psychopath. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, I was very, I was listening very carefully for who I could hear laughing uh, to that one. Um, but yeah, then, and then, yeah, you got this problem, right? You get these nice proof, you want to use them for your other stuff and how do you do it? And I think for, I think for a lot of cases, like I'm, I'm tempted to just clear off a corner of the desk, just stack the laptops on top of one another and just, and just move the dock cable between them. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if you can get away pre- with that, pretend like, pretend like I can do that forever without wearing a bunch of stuff out and being annoyed. Um, I think I may go to a, uh, like a, like a USB-C, uh, a KVM switch, uh, hub switch type situation. I mean, if you're not switching often and you don't need the two simultaneously in any way, I think that that's, I think that's yeah, feasible yeah. for sure. I, I mean, I certainly, I certainly don't need them simultaneously. Uh, and I may use my machine, you know, a couple nights a week, right? It's not, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's all a question of pain. I think, um, I think a more interesting takeaway for the audience is actually this notion of my, of my daily driver, because I think a lot of people, uh, and maybe even the companies themselves, you know, okay, I've got a company issued laptop. You're going to do company work on the company issued laptop, you know, and well, you know, what about your own setup? You know, what, what, what about that? And I, I think a lot of people get squirrely about the notion of, okay, I have to use your stupid laptop, but I have this setup here. And but, you know, why do I have to replace my setup with your, with your company issued laptop? It's in those kinds of situations, it's worth just having the quick conversation. A lot of companies will say, you know, that they, they, they want certain things absolutely to happen on, you know, the company property. If you're writing source code, if you're building materials and stuff like that, you know, but if you're doing like what I'm doing here, I check email from a web browser. I do Zoom calls or Microsoft team calls. You know, these are things where the computer is just a conduit. It's not actually doing anything in and of itself. And in those cases, it's generally, depending on the company, you might be okay. And so, you know, you can actually, you know, ask, ask the guy or gal who runs IT, you know, what, what, what the policy is. You might be able to actually do a lot of a lot more than you think if you've got a if you already have a setup then you know you might be able to make make use of that it's it's worth having the conversation because it's not always a super black and white yeah. cut and dry kind of policy it, depends, it doesn't it, need to be it does, doesn't need to be yeah it does depend on the nature of the organization right if there are policies in place you're less likely to be able to get some exception for those uh but a lot of companies i'm i'm thinking like i'm i made a mistake in healthcare uh, and you too with security uh, finance, government, any of that is just a mistake. We talked about this some time ago. Yeah. Um, go, what do we say? Go work for, go work for the porn industry, right? Um, they want to share all of the private <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> oh I, my God. 
They don't care about security. Um, they want to share the private uh, stuff. They they want they your, you want they want your right. you, they want your private stuff public. They yeah, want to they yeah. want to they want to yeah they want to pub, they want to well, public your privates right. They want to public your that's, privates. That's what they want to do. Yeah, that's writing C plus plus where friends have access to your private members. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they that's an old one too. They have. Uh, if if there's not like an uh, like an inf- like an enforced or enforceable policy, uh, you can I think make accommodations in in good faith, you know, reasonable accommodations to support your workflows and you know nothing. It's it's never a bad idea to cozy up to the folks in IT. Well, um, if the company, you- a lot of companies now have an understanding, especially post COVID, that use of personal devices is going to happen. Like sometimes it's just faster, it's easier, it's more accessible, yeah. and uh, you know. Phones have really carved the way here because a lot of mm-hmm. places just you bring your own phone and then, you know, hook up a bunch of extra stuff to it. Most companies now have policies around that that specifically allow for that carve out. Well, your phone is just a computer in your pocket. So if you've got a, you know, if you've got a desktop setup and you're as- accessing the same kind of stuff from your desktop as your phone, what's the difference really? The answer is there isn't. You know, it, it's. This is a this is something that I've run into in in the past. Fortunately, the company I'm working for right now they like they get it. Like they get it. I'm not doing anything sensitive on my you know on my daily driver. It's got my camera. It's got my microphone, so I can do my meeting yeah. stuff there. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. You know, um, if I'm if I have to delve into source code, I'm going to the segmented network because that's why it's there. That's the whole point. So Yeah, but if you're on a Zoom meeting and you're talking with somebody in IT and somebody creeps into the Zoom room because your personal PC is not locked down and secure and has malware on it, then they can look in their camera. They can look at the reflection of the style of keyboard they have off of a, uh, of their glasses and then they can hack the firmware. See, you've already you've destroyed the company, Frank. Congratulations. You are single-handedly responsible responsible for the demise of that empire that 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 uh, uh enterprise what is that what is that four pixel license plate enhance it let me get that license plate rotate yeah <laughs> cross-reference that with uh, anybody named john <laughs> beep bop boop done <laughs> uh, and i love how they always there's always there's always blinky servers in the background as if those oh, things yeah. are loud as sin <laughs> it's yeah, just totally yeah, quiet just, room yeah, very and you've quiet, got like a thousand racks right behind you but they're very they're very elegant looking and they they all have some yes. some soft you know whirring like, mm-hmm. like the closest you ever get is in the in the heist movies where somebody breaks into the server enclosures so in yeah. those movies sometimes you do get like a low whir in the background yeah you know? yeah for anyone who's never been into a it's, into one of these powerhouse co-location type uh, of cert, like yeah. Miles well, of let's servers this, all piled. It let's is a, let's it's say a, this another way. Let's say this another way. For anyone that's been in a data center, <laughs> it's you. You're you listening talk, through a you're listening through a hearing device right now because you have been deafened. It, it's it, you are. It's like walking through a jet turbine. It is so loud in those server rooms. There, there, there's so many fans. What is that? Is that running is that, so uh, hard? Turks and Caicos, what is the island? There's like a there's like a Caribbean island where they have the runway like right up on a beach and people stand there and try to hold on to the fence and not get blown away. Uh, I'll find a picture of it. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> That's pretty um, much what it's like. Yeah, exactly. It's you're yeah. standing, you're holding on to the fence for it's very loud. And, yeah. and uncomfortable. That is not a good temperature. Well, depending on which row you're in. If you're in a hot row, you are sweating your you're yeah. sweating. You're, 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 well, I mean, yeah, you could be, but if you're on the exhaust side of it, not the exhaust side of it. Yeah, the hot the, row. Yeah. But yeah. if you're on the cold row, the then, cold, it's, then yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, right, right. I thought you meant hot, cold, meaning like the server's on versus off. Like if it's a, if it's oh, a cold oh. stack, but no, you actually no. meant in terms of the airflow because yep. they've got, they're yeah. blasting cold air in yeah. and then the hot yeah, air for anybody that's, cycling for out. For anybody that's never been in a, in a large enough data center that, you know, I've got rows, rack, rows of racks, right, all, all in parallel. And the fronts of the servers are all facing the same direction on opposite rows. 
so that you have, like, if you have just two rows, the outside of both rows is the front of the servers where the cold air is, cold air intake happens. Right. And then the middle column between the two rows is all of the exhaust fans pointing in. And so the HVAC is designed, if you got floor ventilation and stuff, the HVAC is designed to pump cold air in on the intake sides. Every other row is intake cold air and then every other one is hot air uh exhaust and so they that's like thermal management and so it's that's a thing it's, it's pretty cool um, yeah if you've never we, been why yeah, are we data centers are, are if you've never had an opportunity to go into one they're, they're it's it yeah. that's that's worth doing because then you can say oh i mean that's basically that's the cloud like, you know for anyone who's yeah. like oh, i went and visited the cloud today that's that's literally what it is it's just rows yeah. and rows and rows of servers really loud. All really over loud. the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you see this note? I, this has been going around uh, about the guy who... The flu, RSV. We well, got them all. I, you should take your pick. As you can tell from my <laughs> voice, I'm getting over it. And yeah, that's that's definitely going around. Um, no, this story about the this guy in France who won, ha, won a court ruling that... He was wrongfully terminated for uh, failing to be fun enough at work. Did you did you see this story? So did you see this? We did the same Leno that? thing again. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah so the of course. the guy so the guy is not fun enough at work. He gets shit canned, and he gets and then fired they, because and then he was he not sues. fun. Enough. He sues and wins. If you can get fired for being boring, then I. I may want to go brush up my resume. So what, so, so it's what they, what they, uh, the way that it goes is the company had a certain culture that was, uh, let's say boisterous. Okay. According Mm -hmm. to court documents, they, you know, it actually probably goes a little bit to the extreme side. They talk about excessive alcohol and promiscuity and things like that, but Mm. there's a, there's an interest. So it's a finite. So it's a financial services firm then. <laughs> bunch of, bunch of, because uh, uh, it's the confluence of tech bros and sales bros, you know? Possibly, possibly. Um, so um, I bet you they're, I bet you they're finance. Uh, let's, let's find out. Uh, we can, we can look at the videotape. I, you know, we don't have to. Let's go to the, the videotape. Let's go to the videotape. Uh, I'm looking up the company name while we're, while huh. we're here. I, I don't know what they what they do. Um, Hookers and blow. This is classic Wall Street. That's, it's got to be. Management training and consulting services focused on lean uh, and lean Six Sigma. So hmm. it's like a. Okay. It's like a. You I, know, was off. I was general off. business. Okay. Consul- yeah, but I can. I can see that. I can absolutely see that mm-hmm. kind of culture in this kind of a business, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Company had a certain culture of, you know probably partying after work, you know, happy hours and, and things like that. And this guy just, it wasn't for him. He did his job. He came in and he left and that was, that was kind of it. But, you know, he wasn't really, because he wasn't partaking in these, in all these extra things, he wasn't really fitting in. And the company made a call to, you know, terminate him because he, you know, wasn't a fit. And his case was, well, yeah, I didn't fit with all this this extracurricular stuff, but I did the job. Like they, you know, this was not a legitimate reason to, to terminate me. And, and he, he won the case. Um, and I, you know, this seems like an extreme case of this, an extreme example. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, no, nobody gets fired for, for, you know, not going to the, you know, happy hour, occasionally after work on Fridays, you know, this, this, this seems more extreme, but it does raise an interesting, um, an interesting talking point in that, you know, the notion of participating in the social exercises, the, you know, the social, um, uh, cultural, um, events that your company does, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there is, um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, France has decided you can't be you know made to participate in this extracurricular stuff. Okay, fine. But it's still my, my counterpoint to this is it's still probably a good thing for your career to, to participate in this stuff. Um, I had a boss once who's, who said, 
Um, no matter what, always go to the parties afterwards. Always go out to the bar, even if you don't feel like it. Because that's where all of the conversations, like the the real conversations happen. It's where all the, you know, the barriers are down and you have an opportunity to talk in a very laid back environment without the usual strictures with people that you wouldn't necessarily interface with. And, you know, there are major opportunities that you can, that you can score there because you're just dealing with people on a, you know, on a direct interpersonal basis without the, the usual you know, day-to-day business trappings. Um, And then the other part of that recommendation from this boss was that for the people who, you know, to a person, the ones who opted not to do that kind of stuff did not move ahead, you know, found themselves sort of stagnating or, you know, just sort of navigated themselves out. So is it required? No. Does it make a difference? Oh yeah, like big time. Well, so, and it makes a difference for the same reason. Uh, you know, if you've ever, um, it doesn't matter what kind of job you've worked. Uh, if you had a good time, if the team at large uh, had a good time on some extracurricular, whether it's whether you're talking about a a, a, a leadership retreat or you're talking about a, a happy hour, um, uh, an, an annual all hands. If you're if you're somebody that's remote, yeah, whatever doesn't an, an all hands, whatever it is, like every but you you the, the Monday morning meetings they feel different, like people roll different, um, and and I think the reason is just trust, right? Like this, so what, you, what happens? You're in it. You're in the office environment. There's a million things you've got to do. You're overworked. You're understaffed. You're under budget. That's everybody's complaint all the time. It's nothing new, um, and so every interaction is about just getting my job done with a minimal amount of pain and trying to move the ball forward. And even if we're all lined on that, it's still a bit of a grind and you get on a team meeting and then there's politics that get involved. <laughs> I'm exhausted just telling, talking about it. And then all of a sudden you see these same people in a social setting. And what it does is it humanizes everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's even if you're not remote, even if you're on site, there's a certain factor of humanization. And like, oh, hey, we're not enemies. There's like this this innate human like gut like lizard brain type. We are not enemies moment. And then all of a sudden, things click into place, you know. And then there are conversations that happen. Things do get done in those cases, and it's not right. It's not fair. Technically, it's not. You know. Um, it is also reality that that is the case. Um, and yeah, I think you, you're right. You, you give up. Um, I think the, the, the benefits outweigh the, the cost and risk on engaging with those activities. Uh, and it's not even got to be anything crazy. Make yourself seen. Uh, yep. so you don't have to stay the whole thing. Like I've been in some. You don't have to drink. Of, you can just show up and drink water or soda or whatever. You don't have uh, to. Yeah, I, mm, I have, I have conflicted thoughts about just. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I got conflicted thoughts about making alcohol available at these things anyway. It's a work function. I, you, uh, know, you could, I think you can argue that um, uh, for a whole bunch of different reasons. But I guess my point is just more that it, it is about the human soft, fuzzy feels. Um, and there is no better context to, to make progress in that area than these types of events. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, you know, it, but it's it is also kind of true. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. So, yeah, is it? It's it's not a. I don't know if I would say it's even unfair because, you know, you can choose not to, and and you know that would you would not outside of this extreme example coming out of France. I would say the vast majority of cases. You're not going to get fired for it. You know, you're going to get fired for opting out of extra social stuff. I, I, you know, a lot of companies actually go out of their way to make it clear that, you know, this stuff is not, this isn't required, happy to have whoever can come and things like that. But people do also pay attention to the ones who do attend these things and put in that extra time. And so to me, it falls into the same bucket as, any other way that you would go over and above. And so I even have a problem yeah. with you calling it unfair. It's like you can 
choose not to, and you can continue to do the job, but you know, you're, you're only. Well, yeah, that's great. But I mean, what about the single parent that's got only babysitting during the day? And so they can't they can't do business on the golf course Saturday morning. They can't stay after work for drinks because they got home, they got kids to deal with. I mean, there's not, that's what I mean about it being unfair is that it is, it is not necessarily the most equitable scenario for all involved. I right? was, okay. So we could, we could add a, a carve out. I'm, I'd be willing to grant you a, a carve out for, for that type of scenario but i would then say okay that okay so but that one's fine but what about all the other times and situations where that's not actually the case you know you talk about like golf on the weekend okay well maybe it's not golf on the weekend maybe it's just staying in the office during the lunch hour and chatting with your co-workers instead of going out for lunch on your own or sitting in your office and reading by yourself you know it's not always big dramatic things. It's it's also little things too. And yeah, that's that's different. So I okay, I, so I agree with different. you. I see this as all the same. This is all uh, micro and macro of the same thing to me. Okay, but 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 when you're uh, so I, I on on the big stuff. Yeah, I don't I, I don't like that it is the case that you actually get business done in those contexts and that those who are able to participate reap the benefits therein. And not everybody can participate for a whole host of reasons, right? The single parent thing is just a contrived example, but there are a billion reasons why uh, that being anything materially productive to business or career is, is not an equitable state of the universe. I'm not saying it's morally wrong i'm not saying that it 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 should be stopped i'm not saying that we can't do these things i'm not it's not a value judgment i'm just saying that there are certain folks that are going to be excluded from that for a whole host of reasons now you're talking about also if you want to expand the scope to include some of the little things you do that also contribute towards that sense of just human trust and connection i think you're absolutely right uh, just making the effort to stop by somebody's desk or or hit them up on Teams once in a while just to say hey, uh, hanging out in the lunchroom, those sorts of things that you that you can everybody can reasonably access, absolutely part of the story. I would agree a hundred percent. And there's an argument to be made to your point uh, that that little stuff over time may matter more than the big. St- I don't know. It yeah, it it, it can, but there's also. <sighs> this is probably going to be a little unpopular, but you know, like the, if it's important, you find a way to make it work. You know, I'm not saying that there aren't people, you know, people come from different situations and you know, there is no, there is no equality of situations. That's, that's just not how, <laughs> you know, humanity is imperfect. No, nobody, nobody yeah. has the same deck of cards. That's just the way it goes. And so you work with what you've got. And in some cases it's going to be easier for others. And in, in other cases it's going to be harder. But if there's something you want to do, then you you go after it. What you know, what whatever. Yeah. It, so I, well, I guess maybe we're coming at this from different different perspectives. Maybe uh, if well, you start about like, oh, hey, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, climb the ladder. I want to do the career trajectory thing, and and I'm using this as another compounding force in order to try to meet that goal. Yeah, I think you got to go into that with eyes open and understand that. Uh, you know, there are going to be things that you wouldn't normally naturally do or things that aren't fair or whatever the case is, there's going to be some stuff required. And if you're not in a position to be able to do that stuff, then, uh, you know, how successful, how realistic is your goal? Right. right. And I think there's a certain amount of like going in eyes open of that. Yeah. Um, like there's a ton of people that they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't even want to be a manager. They just want to put their head down and get their work done. Uh, they don't care. Okay, yeah, I still would advise you to take part in those things because they do matter. They can make your quality of life while you're working. They can make your relationships with your colleagues, your boss, your other folks. Um, So people that want to just come in and do the job and go home. You're right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You have to understand that if you just come in and do the job that you're doing today, that will continue to be the job that you have. We've, We've said this before on the show. You don't get promote you don't get promoted and then start doing a new job. You demonstrate affinity, capability and fitness for a elevated newer job first and then get promoted into it. You you demonstrate the skills and the and the capabilities first and then get promoted into it. So 
any sure. promotion required by that by that logic, any promotion by definition requires that you are doing something extra than what your current job actually calls for. That is a, well, yeah, that is a baseline requirement. No, yeah, I know you're, you're not you're fighting me here. F- no, no, yeah, I'm, okay, not fighting okay. you. I'm not fighting you. If you- if if your goal is that career advancement exactly, trajectory, but, ladder, if that's your goal. Correct. Yeah. But if you are simply, you know, I'm at the job where I want to be, this is it, I'm good, then you just level off and you just stay there understanding that, that okay, I, I, I have capped out. If you're not doing that little, if you're not doing those things to move it ahead, you're not going to move ahead. But if that's okay, if that's where you want to be, then great, just keep doing that. That's totally oh. fine. Oh. And you know, to this particular case, the um, this this poor this poor French guy in the in the party. Oh, group, I forgot. I forgot he's, I how be, we started on this whole thing. I mean, but I mean, if I, I I put myself in that situation, I probably would have fallen into the no fun category either. I go to. Yeah. I, I mean, when the company has events, especially off sites, you know, I try and you know, I'll attend make everything. Yeah. I make the effort because. Uh, you know, we're remote first. And so, you know, anytime I can get FaceTime, I, I do it just because it's so rare. And so I want to, you know, I want to sponge up all of that opportunity as I, as I possibly can. Creep um, out as many of your colleagues as possible. Sure, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, you know, I, I do, I, I'm not a big. Sponging I'm not a, up on people all the I time. I am not a partier. I'm not a big drinker. And I could see myself falling in the I'm same boat as, as this guy. Yeah. So, you know. It's a, you know, there, there's certainly like logical cutoff points and, and things like that. So, you know, but it's good. What? No, I, I wanted to know if you, if you wanted, uh, I, I'm going to start the outro. I'm going to give you the outro to our show in the style of Donald Trump. Thanks to chat GPT. Well, it's 91. So listening. actually I'm doing the outro. You should. You? No, but I'll just preface with, with Donald Trump here. If you, if oh, you, oh if okay. You can permit me that. Thank you for listening to our show, folks. We had a great time today, and I hope you did too. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Let me tell you, we had some amazing guests on today's show, and they shared some incredible insights. I learned a lot, and I'm sure you did too. Let me tell you, folks, our show is the best show. Nobody does it better than us. We have the best guests, the best content, the best audience. We're making podcasting great again, believe me. So thank you for tuning in, and make sure to join us next time for another exciting episode of our show. Until then, stay great. America and as always make podcasting great again <laughs> is that this is the stuff that chat GPT can do go play with it that's all your right. homework all right that's that was pretty <laughs> impressive I, I really don't have much to add to that refactor.works where you'll find the show notes feedback at refactor.work is where you can send us your feedback my stuff's at hotcoals.com Chris is over at tonkinson.com and this has been episode 91 of the refactor podcast recorded on December 9th 2022 with a little assistance from donald trump chat gpt thanks man thanks frank <laughs>